Connect, connecting people. Uh, good morning. Good day. I should actually stop saying things like good morning, good afternoon, and because like people in Alaska would not know what day it is, and everywhere else, I should stop saying yes, Alaska. Definitely, yes. And welcome to the the Connect. Uh, my name is Tabohora Machia, and you are. Good. <laughs> not good morning. Good day. Hi, Tibufo. How are you? I'm all right. How are you, Sitle? Good, thank you. Good, good. Um, another day, another recording? Yes. Very special one, this one. I, I always say They're every recording special. is very special. <laughs> I think it's because um, we've managed to create a lot of special relationships here at, um, at WMU. Mm. Uh, but welcome to The Connect. Uh, it's a podcast that is supposed to be about all things maritime, mm. all things maritime. And then we've been talking to people from different countries, different parts of the world. And today we are in Asia. I'm not going to say the country yet. Right? Because it's a big mystery, like I said. But anyway, I need to start with a little bit of a story. So I've been doing this association thing throughout the podcast. Um, we spoke to people from Georgia. I told them about the pop star from Georgia that I met twice in South Africa. We spoke to somebody from Ecuador. But I, then I told her about my trip to a neighboring country, Colombia. Clement doesn't believe that I bought the T-shirt, which I have. I was wearing it today, actually. I was thinking, I need to wear it here, but yeah. Anyway, and then now, <clears throat> there's two connections with uh, the people that we have in the studio today. One early morning, early in January here in Malmo, right? Yes. Um, the neighbor of mine <laughs> said to me uh, the day before, we need to go to the library. Um Malmo Library, but I think we were going to go, he'll, collect, he'll correct me later if I'm wrong, but we were going to go to Malmo University Library and Malmo Library. It was very cold. I don't remember if it was snowing or not, but I think it might have been a bit of snow, but there was rain, definitely, but freezing weather. Get up, we get on a bus, get off at Malmo Central Station, we walk down the road to where we are today. The plan was to look at the library because he had not been to the library. I had been and I told him how beautiful it was. I think that's what happened, right? Yes. And uh, we come to the library and the lovely lady downstairs said, no, I'll take you on a little bit of a tour. No, no, no. We did a tour ourselves. Yes. We did a tour ourselves. Walk up, walk up, walk up. And we end up on the fourth floor of the library. And we are walking. It's a beautiful library, by the way. And then we see this uh, <laughs> studio. Me and this gentleman and we look at the studio and I'm intrigued about the studio I wonder what this is about I'm going to cut the long story short but anyway eventually uh, we make inquiries and they tell us the studio is available to use um, and here we are today Started I remember the story the, yeah. wow and in fact <laughs> I did not even believe you would go to the library but it's, it's a good thing that you guys went <laughs> Yeah, why would you not believe I'll go to Laramie? It was, it was cold. I'm a studio. Oh, I thought because you would think no, I'm not no, a no, studious no. person. No, 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 it was cold. My other guest, by the way, our other guest, by the way, would actually believe, <laughs> agree with you about me not being too studious. <laughs> but so anyway, what do we, we have today. Yeah, anyway, so today we've got Captain Pankaj Kumar and uh, Commandant uh, Rahul Lodi. Captain? Good morning, Tobago. Good morning, Sile. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, I I remember that uh, freezing January morning when mm -hmm. we came here looking for the library and you found this studio. 
And uh, you were excited like a kid uh, who is looking for something and he, he got it. I was very happy. <laughs> and uh, I also remember you making inquiries later on about uh, the place and how to communicate to bookings, etc. And you, I could see that you're coming back here again and again. And <laughs> that is how it is. Yeah. There we are. There we are. So mm-hmm. are you, Captain? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, See, uh, I'm a master mariner, as we have discussed earlier. You've not mentioned the name of my country. We'll surely know it. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I work for the National uh, Shipping Company. The, the company is owned by the government. And uh, I started my career as a trainee with them. And I've been uh, throughout with them uh, right from the time I started my cadetship. Mm-hmm. And uh, since it's a government company, there is always shortage as they pay less. Yeah. And uh, I was fortunate to have my promotions and all exams right on time. So I, I was a captain at the age of 27 and a half, okay. which is uh, very low as per uh, the normal standards. But I, I thank the company and uh, my family. And yeah. I love I loved sailing, you know. Yeah. As long as I was doing it. <laughs> Every sailor that I've met have said, like, it's in your blood. Like, it's either you love it, love it, or you hate it. And people who stay in it are those who really, really love it. And other gentlemen, sir, hello. Hello. Yes. Um, you, you, we go to the same class together. You sit behind me in class with my other friend, uh, Mina, who is from your neighboring country. By the way, you, these gentlemen are from India. We forgot to mention from India, one of the greatest nations in the world. Yesterday we were away in another country and we were talking about your flag and we realized somebody said that your flag had just had something added not a long time ago. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think if you call a century not a long time ago, yes, then yeah, we can say that. But the listeners don't know who you're speaking to. Please introduce Yes, yourself. please go ahead. I know Hi. I'm too excited. Hi, my, my name is uh, Rahul. I'm uh, Rahul Lodhi. I originally hail from India, as mm-hmm. we have said, uh, from a small place near the capital called Meerut. Okay. Uh, I work for the Indian Coast Guard, and I've been serving in the service for almost 13 years now. Mm-hmm. What else can I say about And you're myself? one of the smartest people I know. Oh, that's, that's your opinion. <laughs> I beg to differ. So... I was reading up on India, yeah. and there's a lot of interesting facts. It's got a diverse culture of over 2,000 distinct ethnic groups. Um, there's more than 1,600 languages spoken. Um, it's known as the land of spices. But something that I really want to ask you guys. Um, firstly, you know, India produces more than more movies than any other country. Bollywood. And I want to ask, why maritime and not the entertainment industry? <laughs> How did you guys get into maritime when you have Bollywood movies up and running? And Rahul could be a great Bollywood uh, star. He dances so well. Captain, I haven't seen you dancing. Uh, no, I would like to answer this question. But <laughs> this has never come in my mind. Uh, see, uh, uh, I, I don't know what Rahul's opinion is. Yeah. We come from uh, northern part of India. Me and Rahul, we are from different state. And this entertainment industry basically has centers around the country. So you mm-hmm. have Bollywood based in Mumbai. You have uh, Kollywood, which is based in Kolkata, which ah. deals with the, the other language. And you have South, where you have different uh, southern Indian languages like 
Tamil, Malayalam and others. Mm. Now, there is nothing which is based in our state, obviously. We have local dialects uh, and we have uh, movies which are made on local languages also. But most of it is being shot in Mumbai and around because this whole entertainment industry is based there. Mm. Uh, I really do not remember other than few stars who went in their youth to Mumbai and they started working in uh, Bollywood movies. And there are few, very few in numbers, but some of them went to... Uh, really do very well in the industry yeah. yeah but if you ask me the place where i grew up it's uh, practically a cantonment mm. so it is always been occupied no i'll not say occupied it is always been a uh, house for military okay we have uh, almost 100000 uh, army personals in my place okay and i have always grown up seeing uniform and services and parades and everything and that's what i wanted to do mm-hmm. and uh, so i landed up in the services i i wanted to talk a little bit bit more about india before we go into their careers and stuff like that because there's a lot to know about india and i think if in my opinion is one of the most exported lang- uh, cultures in the world there was a time in south africa where we come from where when they said that uh, Uh, the, the 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 Indian population in South Africa was the largest anywhere in the world compared to anywhere in the world. So um, I think wherever you go, there's a little bit of uh, India in that country, like in the in the United States, um, in the UK. Like there's always something Indian there. Um, but and then people know about the Taj Mahal. People know about the elephants of India. And what else? is it that you think people might not know about india I, i know it might be very difficult but there is so much that we know about india but i'm sure there's so much more that we don't know um what else can you share about your beautiful great nation country See, as uh, shilas mentioned we mm. are a very big country and very diverse in terms of you know nature and the language people uh Initially after our independence I feel that there was a projection that uh, India is a land where or of uh, snake charmers are yes. there. Uh, so it's not exactly that as you rightly said uh, we have Indians all around the globe uh, while mm. sailing I have gone to some islands sometimes where there are 50 families and there are two Indian families there mm. so the Indians are everywhere uh, and now with uh, the social network thing out uh, India is known I I don't think there is uh, much information which is not out mm. uh, because IT is there and you have IT professionals all around uh, Bollywood is very popular even in northern part of Africa Maybe, say, yeah. like Morocco Algeria I have come across people so it's not that uh, some negative things uh, about India I would say is created uh, in some parts of the world uh, mm. but uh, Overall, I would say that uh, India is a great country and I, I love uh, India and uh, there are many good things about this country. Yeah. And in the past two days, uh, something wonderful and great and big yes. and amazing happened in India. India is in the moon. Um, and, and how do you guys feel about that? I think it's amazing. I watched the, the landing uh, on Sky News and I, I watched your, your, your prime... Is it Prime Minister or President? Prime Minister. Prime Minister, Minister who was actually in South Africa. Yes. Uh, and then he was um, talking about this, this whole thing. Like, yeah. uh, um, I mean, you've, your country has achieved so many, many things. But the, how does this one make you feel? See, uh, India has uh, always... projected as a nation which uh, uh, believes in 
solidarity and unity across the globe. And uh, we always have a non-aggression policy in place that we will never be an aggressor. Mm. And uh, when you do a event like uh, lunar landing, mm. this showcases that uh, the country itself is growing. Yeah, uh, their stretcher is growing. And uh, more importantly, that uh, the people are willing to adapt and learn. Mm-hmm. Like Captain mm-hmm. said, back in 1950s, we were considered a land of snake charmers. And yeah. within 70 years, if snake charmers can land a aircraft on moon, then nothing go. like it. <laughs> <laughs> After great big countries almost failed, like, you know, yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't get into that, but yes. Right? yes. <laughs> one thing I would like to highlight here, uh, if you've seen the videos, you know, one very important point I would like to make here that if you see there are a lot of women in that room, which is being Yes, I noticed that actually. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to say a country which got independence 75 years back, you see there are so many women scientists cheering up the landing of mm. this vehicle on moon. That is one thing which always makes me proud, uh, seeing that, these women scientists have been a part of this project. In fact, there was one lady who is part of the senior management who were driving this project. Mm. So so mm. that is one thing we must uh, appreciate that uh, these women scientists are part of such a project. And this project, if you know, has been uh, done in a very low budget. Mm. So working in this co- those constraints with all the limitations I feel ISRO and all, every Indian should be proud of what we have achieved. So and far we are we are proud alongside you guys. I was really really proud. I I I felt it. I, I felt. I wish I was in that room. Um, I don't know if you saw it, Sita. On uh, okay, but it's uh, you can actually watch it on again on YouTube. It's really an amazing thing. Uh, but we're going to go on a short little break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about being a master mariner and a commandant in the in the 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 coast guard (laughs) you know i love the coast guard because of the guns but yeah anyway we'll be right back the connect connecting people and we are back um and uh, earlier on captain you spoke about you being a master mariner and i think um i know a couple of master mariners but i have neglected to ask them exactly what does it mean uh, to be a master mariner i know it takes quite a while for somebody to become that can you quickly take us through um what it takes to become one and what is a master mariner See, uh, as we know, you are in MLP. STCW lays down the standards for training, certification, and mm-hmm. watchkeeping uh, requirements. So, uh, a young guy joins uh, Merchant Marine as a cadet, mm-hmm. and uh, after completion of certain amount of sea time, he goes for the first competency exam, which is second mates of uh, of a vessel. Then he goes for a chief mate exam, which is followed by a master mariner exam. And once all these exams are done, which is consisting of uh, written exams, uh, oral assessments, and Mm. uh, doing of some mandatory courses which are prescribed in STCW, and then he gets uh, the certificate of competencies from the administration, Mm. basis which he serves for a particular time on ship. And depending on, uh, you know, performance reports, he is given the command of the vessel. So Mm. saying uh, a master mariner can go on a board as chief officer for some time and if his reports are good and if he com- is confident mm. then they promote him to the rank of captain Fantastic. but for becoming a captain you have to have this uh, certificate of competency mandatorily uh, to be the command of the ship 
Okay, we'll come back to that. And uh, Rahul, you are in the Coast Guard and you are a commandant. Am I right? Yes. Yes. And then, like, what does that entail and what, what, what is it? It's, it's, it's a simple procedure for military. You enter in certain rank, mm-hmm. uh, you do certain years of service. If your service is good, you're promoted to next rank and then to next rank. And I, after 11 years of service, I've been promoted to this present rank of commandant. And uh, like, uh, sir, I have not uh, been a master mariner, but yeah. I have already uh, commanded a warship. Which yeah. is a small uh, 50 meter vessel for of Indian small Coast Guard. 50 meter vessel. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, yeah. yes, uh, being in service is uh, it's it's like the, uh, everyone says in military, it's service before self. Mm-hmm. So you keep tend to sacrifice a lot when you are in the services. Yeah, especially your family. Absolutely, yes, yes. Asisa, you want to? I want to go back to captain. So, captain, you became a captain at age of 27. Yeah. which is quite interesting. I want to know when you started, but also um, just highlighting your experiences as a captain. And I think looking back from, I won't say how old you are, I've seen how old you are, but <laughs> from age 27 up until now, the different changes and of course with technology and all the advancements that are happening in the industry. Just briefly, just take us through that. Yeah, it, it is going to be very challenging, you know, because it's a long journey. Mm. Uh, when I was given command uh, on a vessel uh, that was a large uh, range, 225 meter uh, t- uh, tanker, hmm. and uh, you know it was in Indian coast, which was followed up by many ships, which I did. Uh, I, I did almost five years in command on different ships and been to almost. Uh, if you leave the north and south. Mm. Uh, the polar areas I have been almost to all around the world. And you've been to Cape Town as well. Yeah, of yeah. course. And Durban. <laughs> yeah. Technology uh, has changed, of course it has. Uh, you know, you have a lot of automation and uh, digitalization in the process. We hear these words very often mm. at our university also. And, uh, you know, the dependence on technology has increased. Like, for an example, I, when I was sailing uh, as, uh, as a junior officer or even as captain, we had these paper charts mm-hmm. where you used to plot positions and see where are you going. Before that, uh, my seniors used to use this equipment called sextant where you, they used to see the stars and moon and sun and try to locate uh, mm-hmm. where they are. Now you have these equipments like GPS and EGDIS, which will give you your position instant. You mm-hmm. know, you might see all those lighthouses yeah. all around the world, which were used for navigation earlier. So the, the process, how navigation is done has had a major shift in last 30, 40 years. But uh, the basic uh, remains the same. Yeah. And uh, it was very exciting. Uh, I have a lot of memories of uh, sailing around. But if you ask me to pinpoint one or two very uh, important things, which I can never forget, yeah. one was Great Lakes. You know, Great Lakes in Canada was fun. Like it is right, like being on a car on a road because yeah. you see houses both sides and you are just going in the canal and all and the second one is Panama Canal ah. going up north and south uh, you know you see yourself on the top of a hill and the city is down wow. 
So these two experiences I would rate uh, very high and other than that uh, there are memories which I made all around the world yes. including Venice and South Africa as of course. I, I was going to ask I was going to ask about the places that you visited uh, around the world and I know that Cape Town and Durban are your favorites but yes. I'm sure there would be other ones. <laughs> like <laughs> can Nigeria. you tell like how many countries if you can have yeah. you been to Lagos to, to, to Lagos? Yeah, I've been to ah. Lagos Anchorage and uh, uh, we were there for almost a month you oh. know because uh, uh, i know things have improved now uh, so <laughs> no no no, no, no. <laughs> don't tell us about your lagos experience <laughs> it was beautiful so seven uh, is a friend so yeah. i would only say good experience okay. yes <laughs> i remember catching uh, squids uh, you know i, I normally uh, prefer vegetarian food but since we are at the anchorage and catching squid is very easy you know you just throw a fluorescent thing and you drag and you get this fish yeah, so we had our own fish store filled with it i i wow. really don't know clement would tell me if uh, <laughs> catching fish is legal there but yeah. i remember catching a lot of fish there and uh, i would uh, not uh, get into yeah don't, I don't, <laughs> don't get into <laughs> that uh, yeah. travel, that experience yes <laughs> but i, I was there for a month I, were you there for a month because your ship um, I'm very interested in this, but I think we'll have a beer and then you'll tell me why were you there in a month. Sounds like a very interesting story. Should be. <laughs> no, uh, see, what happens, uh, we brought uh, some oil from US and okay. it was being transferred into small barges. You know, ah. in tankers, you have this practice of transshipment. You know, a bigger mm-hmm. vessel comes and the, the cargo is given to different small, small parcels for mm. different receivers. So that was one of the reasons. And... Uh, There were some technical issues also regarding no, no, no. <laughs> so I I don't want to get into that. I just love how ca- how Clement is so careful and is watching you what you're going to say. But uh but but yes. Okay, let's let's move on to 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 Raul. Um, we're going to come back to you about like now you've 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 done all these amazing things uh, and then you decided to come to to WMU. But I think we must just uh, talk to Rahul a little bit. A couple of weeks ago we had a colleague here I of ours. I to say that. Oh, please please go ahead. Go Raul, ahead. Oh, we have been eagerly waiting because <laughs> in one of the episodes they mentioned that you're the go-to person, you know, discussing hot pursuits. <laughs> and and I know I don't know how much you can actually say or not. It was Daniela who said you were. I have been thinking uh, I want to hear the details. I heard the, I heard the podcast and <laughs> I heard Kibogo's comment and also. And he just said that I lied uh, about Daniela live right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, being in Coast Guard and uh, the charter which has been given to you, uh, there are certain mandates which you are supposed to follow. And mm-hmm. one of the mandate is to ensure that the maritime sectors or the maritime areas which uh, belongs to your nation is kept safe and secure. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, I have been in almost... Uh, three four instances mm-hmm. which you can classify them as hot pursuit mm-hmm. uh, one as the captain of a ship yeah but i would not find it prudent to <laughs> divulge much into the issue uh, yes but yes coast guard uh, does carry out a lot of hot pursuit i can tell you a very uh, good fact about uh, the first ship which i served on board it's mm-hmm. called icgs varuna and the vessel was known as the golden girl of india okay because uh, she caught if i'm not wrong almost 300 billion dollars worth of gold in transshipment wow. during her entire span of 25 years fantastic 
and i was lucky enough to serve on that magnificent ship yes. for a certain period of time that's amazing um um you know um I'm sorry sorry sister you were going to say something yeah no no i was going to say like um rahul has told me about his hot pursuits so if anybody wants to buy me a beer um <laughs> <laughs> I'll be able to tell you. <laughs> But let's let's move on to now. You guys have seemingly you've had amazing careers so far, and then um, you decide uh, it's time for you to take a pause, and then you come to WMU. Um, how how does someone who with such a colorful and and and, and amazing careers decide now? I'm going to now study, Captain. Uh, see, when I came ashore, I always uh, wanted to study more. Mm-hmm. Like uh, initially, I was working in the personal department where I was attending, uh, you know, these cases uh, which we had in office with uh, seafarers, you know, their claims and all. Mm-hmm. So I studied law, and from then on, I wanted to add to my learnings. I also did a course from Institute of Chartered Ship Brokers, and mm-hmm. uh, then since we are in shipping business. I always wanted to add knowledge of uh, you know these uh, data and uh, how it is being analyzed. Hmm. So this uh, course uh, we had a few of our directors who are ex WMU students. In okay. fact, there was a time when out of uh, five directors in our company, three were ex WMU students. Wow. So I have heard about uh, their experiences and uh, WMU being the place where you have people from different part of the world. You have uh, people. who have exposure to regulation legislations how mm. the industry functions so this was an obvious choice i was trying to get here earlier also uh, i got slightly delayed but mm. uh, i'm happy i'm here fantastic and rahul i've said to you mina and i mina rashid is where's mina from by the way maldives maldives yeah um, <laughs> yeah mina 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 and i have said to rahul that if he wanted to be a medical doctor he could become one and a neurosurgeon at that because he's that smart mm. every time something goes wrong with me not understanding something i lean back and i ask him he's always have sarcastic but good answers and then, <laughs> so you could have been anything right um i mean you've got very interesting uh, things that you've done in your career about studying and stuff but then you decided to come here uh, what was your motivation Yes, for me it's not much about motivation it is yeah. about the procedure which the service follows hmm. because uh, Indian Coast Guard being the regulatory arm for all the maritime safety and security in the nation uh, we send one person per every year to WMU ah, to study okay yeah and although it's a very tough selection process uh, but uh, yes I was fortunate enough to be selected by my service and uh, they have entrusted me to do well here hmm. which I hope I will be able to meet their <laughs> expectations. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's yeah. how I landed up here. That's fantastic. Um, I'm not sure how much time we have, uh, Clement. Are we doing okay? You're giving us only five minutes to wrap up. Oh. That's not enough. Anyway, uh, but anyway, <laughs> I just wanted to talk quickly about your experiences here in India. I I stay on the same floor with uh, with in, Captain. Not in India. <laughs> in WMU. We're, we're, we're in India, we're in India right now. <laughs> But anyway, I stand the same floor with Captain, and like the first time I think we we had a chat in the kitchen, you had mentioned that you are not enjoying this cooking business, and I remember your wife was always on the phone, and then you <laughs> helping you to cook. Um, uh, how how has that been for you? This has been a challenge. Initially, I was not at all keen in cooking, but then my wife has always pushed me because you know she's yeah. worried. Uh, 
and she always tells me sometimes i do get annoyed uh, by her constant pushing me for cooking <laughs> because i don't like cooking but uh, most of when uh, she's always on uh, video yes and uh, from there she keeps guiding me uh, what is to be done surprisingly sometimes she would see the color of the dish and say no no you need to put something more yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, especially when you have assignments and something coming up yeah. uh, i i really don't feel like cooking but then you have to survive but you uh, always cook i always see yeah, that but it's the exact opposite of rahu rahu um stays on the fifth floor i'm on the fourth floor mm-hmm. and we can smell the spices mm. <laughs> from the fourth floor and fun fact he's never invited me when he's cooked he invited me, me for other things yes, yeah rahu yeah anyway <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah invitation is long pending probably after dissertation we can have some time yeah i i, I have always loved cooking and uh, i i hope uh, i i think that i get it from my father because mm-hmm. he was always like not cooking but whenever he was interested he'll be in kitchen and i'll be behind him mm. and i always uh, love uh, to make food for others yeah i'm eating alone probably i'll not make anything But yeah. if there are people around definitely I will make something. Uh unlike uh, captain um my uh, wife yeah does not criticize that much of my cooking <laughs> she actually uh, enjoys it a lot. Yeah. And uh it's been tough on her actually I just wanted to mention because me being away for almost a year and before mm. that also we were being in service i forgot to mention that she is also a serving ah, coast guard officer fantastic yeah so and it's been tough uh, with the single kid and everything mm. what's going on there but one tough lady absolutely i she met uh, i don't know if you met rahul's wife a couple of weeks she was here with rahul's son a uh, wonderful family so, uh, very very like your son is going to be like you very smart boy i hope yeah <laughs> not in smartness to... <laughs> other things yes i hope i want to come in with captain captain yeah. got a, i think her daughter i mean your daughter is 10 months old or... oh she's completed one now oh wow ah. and i can imagine how tough it is i think we had our first group assignment last year and she was so tiny but we actually met her in singapore mm-hmm. and so grown <sighs> i think it was such a cute moment but before we wrap up um we just recently celebrated a ninth year anniversary of the women's association mm-hmm. and both of you guys captain and rahul actually got a, a recognition certificate for yeah. support and honestly you guys have supported us from the start and specifically wow. with captain every company we visit it's either i ask the question or he does he asks how many women are represented in this in this organization and so nice. and if you've just listened to him when he mentioned um the women scientists you mm-hmm. guys have always been advocates of women empowerment and and i know captain i know i'm really going a bit personal your wife always sails with you or used to sail with you and i think maybe that's one of the reasons why you are so big on that can you just take tell us a bit more about it uh you want to know about my wife <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, not about your wife. No, no, no. You advocate for women empowerment. Yeah, see, uh, I, I was instrumental uh, in training the first three girl cadets which were recruited in India through a very tough process called JE entrance exams. Uh, all three of them are master mariners now. Uh, wow. One of them is uh, working ashore in training. One is in uh, the commercial operations. One is married to a major in army. So from that time onwards I have been part of this training when I was mm. ashore also I was company training officer I am a father of daughters 
I always feel that uh, there's nothing which stops women from doing which men can do. Absolutely. And uh, you know, even in Europe, when you see it took them a lot of time to push uh, the society to recognize it. You know, my daughter, elder one, did participate in plays in school where uh, women have been portrayed. Even Madame Curie had to struggle a lot to mm. get recognition. So I always feel that a society which gives importance to women and which feels that they are part of uh, equal equality of the society will always develop faster so that's that's one of my motto and i always uh, try to bring it in the frame whenever possible i'm even getting emotional but anyway <laughs> rahul what do you have to say for yourself for me first of all uh, on air let me thank uh, women association for the appreciation i never did on the whatsapp group because i don't believe in messages personal talk is always better mm-hmm and uh, as i have mentioned i am married uh, to a marina mm. and uh, she is the inspiration of whatever i am who i am right now mm. and she has been able to carry that forward with her and build her own career and that is what i have always believed in that uh, uh, the women uh, in our society uh, are the true leaders and uh, they can help a man grow and then grow by themselves also mm-hmm. and i i i think that's something which i have inherited from her and uh, i have always been a true believer that yes women uh, are the cornerstone mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. anything which we do and uh, it's unfortunate that the maritime sector has been so low represented mm-hmm. uh, uh, but i hope that in future that's going to change people like sekhle and meena mm-hmm. are here to prove it otherwise and uh, i'm just want to say that that i will always be there to support in any way whichever i can mm-hmm. just to add india is uh, one of the country which has highest women percentage in merchant marine wow fantastic i don't want to spoil this with anything else mm. like you go ahead sita you close Just this before clement kills us yeah there's something <clears> sitting <throat> at home i know when we read now you know people see seafarers as not necessarily a lucrative um you know job to go into captain any closing remarks i also ask you rahul for someone sitting at home who wants to go into this we know the challenges what motivation do you have for them It's a very tough career to get in especially when you talk of women and for men also uh I feel uh, the the terms of the contract the the period it should be less but what happens on the other side you always have shortage mm-hmm. so this imbalance is actually not promoting people to come in uh, but if the time period is short and with the way communication systems are we can bring in lot of people it's a good career only demotivating factor is incidents like covid when mm. you see people are not able to come home on time mm. uh, these are the discouraging things but uh, i'm uh, optimistic that things will improve in future but there has been a shift in recruitment from different parts of the world like yeah. you have people from asia now coming in eastern europe so but uh, with the technologies coming in and uh, you know the youth getting hooked to change in technologies i see that there can be a change in future hmm. for me uh, i personally believe i'm a strong believer of the fact that what wmu is doing is the key for uh, us to enlighten the youth and uh, the wmu provides us the, with the tool that 
yes the merchant sector is lucrative mm. it's it's a good career option and you can do well in this sector also and it's not all about sailing there are other aspects to the maritime industry mm-hmm. which you can look into because when uh, the younger people look into merchant marine sector or maritime sector the first thing which they say is that it's sailing and that's why they don't want to go into yeah. so that's because uh, whatever i uh, whatever i've said like uh, i i truly believe that the wmu is the key cornerstone for uh us to giving us the tool that uh, we people as the brand ambassador of the sector can go back and uh, ensure that uh, other younger generation joins the sector <sighs> thank you so much gentlemen this has been most inspiring i think the last part of this podcast for me will be one of the best things that i've ever heard because i am raising girl children as well and i would like them to know that they can do anything that they want to do Let's close this I just want to say uh, thank you very much to Clement today it was a bit challenging for him <laughs> with the technology uh and and we forgot to welcome you earlier on so thank special mention to to Clement our technical director who's been really technically directing today <laughs> yeah, if we were paying him we would have earned his money today but uh, <laughs> but thank you so much gentlemen for joining us Rahul uh, my my friend thank you very very much I will not forget you ever uh for your criticism <laughs> that's and what everything. that's what friends are for <laughs> and 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 for the cocktails that you serve oh uh, yes captain thank for, you for helping us me. really find the home for the connect in malmo thank you thank, thank you, you thank much. you very much and, and, and thank sorry, you for coming just one more thing you know every field trip that we go on to yeah you know there's there's always questions and and questions but and believe me a captain always has a question he actually saves the whole class so thank you for saving the class sometimes no one says anything but captain will always have a question uh, thank you rahul thank you captain for thank you sila for having thank you so much thank for having you. us here bye 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 Connect. Connecting people.